Wonderful. What a great way of celebrating um, Christ's love for us here this morning. I want to uh, invite you to turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. Uh, that's the passage that we're going to be looking at today. Um, it is quite fortuitous, I think, um, that today's passage... We, I, I, I plan out the sermons a little bit, but I don't always look exactly at the calendar to see what days that they are going to be lining up. But um, uh, today's passage is talking about families. Uh, what an appropriate day here on Father's Day to be talking about families, looking and seeing what the Bible has to tell us about families. Uh, and also that this is the day that we are um, uh, gathering a benevolent offering uh, that we are then going to save and, and send to, to help create safe families in this community. Um, I think God has something special for us here today, and, and, and we want to listen closely to what His Spirit is saying to us. So we're going to go from Colossians chapter 3 and start reading at verse 17. Uh, where Cody ended up last week. Let me read this for you. It says, Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Wives, submit to your husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. The conclusion of last week's sermon uh, shapes the context of, of how we need to read these next uh, few verses that talk about families. And, and next week it's going to go on to look at, actually next week we have uh, Steve Thiessen is actually going to be preaching next week. Um, but the following week we're gonna, going to be uh, talking about how that, how that functions in our workplace as well. But, but all of it is best understood in the context of verse 17. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. There's no doubt that the family is in trouble in our society. Everywhere we look, we see forces and pressures and organizations and, and, and cultural shifts that are doing everything that they can to tear the family apart, uh, to shake it to its very foundation. The, the world today is trying to get as far away as possible from our traditional understanding of what the family is all about. And, and it is having a, a terribly destructive impact on our society. 
There have been lots of good attempts and, and programs and, and services that have intended to try and rebuild marriages and families. But there is nothing that can touch the impact that following verse 17 would have on marriages and families in our world today. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. With that as our backdrop, we can then look at these passages that can sometimes be a little bit uh, uh, controversial, a little bit uh, uncertain in our, in our age today. But when we look at it within the context of that passage of, of doing everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, I think it helps us understand what these verses are talking about and helping us to rebuild and to, to, to shore up families in our church, in our community, and in our world today. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. You'll notice that there isn't any mention in there that wives are to submit to their husbands when their husbands are worthy of that submission or when their husbands are making decisions that you would agree with, that then it's okay for you to submit to your husbands. There isn't any mention of of husbands earning or deserving that kind of respect and submission, the passage is clear when it says, wives, submit to your husbands. Why? Because it is fitting in the Lord. It's because that is part of the, the hierarchical structure that God has created within the fabric of humanity. That, that allows families to function best. You remember uh, earlier in Colossians here, when Paul was writing about authority in, in chapter 1 and verse 16. Chapter 1, verse 16, Paul is, is talking about how, who Jesus is, that he is the image of the invisible God. And then he goes on to say that for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and, and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. And then it goes on to say, he says, all things were created through him, and for him. Those authority structures that we have within our society, within our world, governments, um, uh, uh, within the family, the, the headship of, of husbands and fathers within the family, kings and rulers, those authority structures were created by Jesus and they were created for Jesus, that he is glorified in those hierarchical structures. And you remember that, that when we were looking at that passage specifically, we talked about 
The reason that Christ is glorified through those authoritative structures is because that is the way that the Trinity is, is, is put together. Uh, that we see that in, in Scripture when it talks about the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, that it is the God the Father who speaks, who delegates authority, who, who sends out. It is the Son who submits to the will of the Father. He is the one who acts in the speaking out of the Father. So in Genesis 1, we, we see that God spoke and there was light. God spoke and all that was created was created. And we see that God is the one who is doing the creation through speaking. Uh, but then we read here in Colossians, we read in John, that it is the Son who actually carried out what the Father had spoken. It says here, we just read, that by Jesus all things were created. Nothing was created that has been created. And they were created through him and for him. So the, the Son submits to the will of the Father. The Father and the Son send out the Spirit. The role of the Spirit is to honor the Father and the Son. Those are the same kind of hierarchical structures that we see within the family. That it's the husband who is the head. And the wife submits to the will of the father. The children are to honor their parents. Those authoritative structures are set up by Jesus in order to glorify Jesus. To help us have a picture of what God is like so that we can see that in our own lives. Now, invariably, the question comes up in, in verses like this when we talk about husbands and wives. And the question is, what about husbands who are abusive, who take advantage of their role as, as the head in the family, who, 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 who oppress their wives? I want to be very clear that if there that if there are women within this congregation that are being abused by their husbands this is a place where you will find safety that you will find a band of brothers that will stand with you against any abuse that you would experience in your home that we will do whatever we can to find a place where you can be safe that we will confront any man who thinks that he can take advantage to, to abuse or to, to hurt his wife or his, his children, that this will be a place where we will stand with you. But I know that as you, as wives, as you follow this directive, that in everything, in word or do, deed, that you do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus will lead you into a way where you can submit to your husband in a way that keeps you and your children safe. Maybe that means leaving that abusive setting and going into another setting. But Jesus will lead you in how you can still submit to your husband even in the midst of his uh, abuse and, and, and where you need to necessarily distance yourself.
But it all happens when we listen to Jesus, what he is saying to us and the way that he is directing us, rather than coming up with our own ideas of how we might uh, live, how we might deal with those difficult situations. Husbands, love your wives. Again, you will note that Paul doesn't say love your wives as long as they are being loving and submissive to you or, or that, that they deserve your love or they have earned your love in some way. The instruction is to love your wives no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the situation, that you would love and cherish your wife just as Christ loved and cherishes his church. The way that he sacrifices himself for her. You remember that Jesus loved us. He died for us while we were still his enemies. While we were still dead in our sin and rebellion against him. Christ died for us. That's the kind of love that, that, that husbands are called to to sacrifice themselves for their family, for their wives, to love in such a way that they put aside their own needs and wants in order to be able to serve their wives, to serve their children. When you are following Jesus in everything that you do, you can guarantee that he is going to lead you to love your wife well. Children, obey your parents in everything. Not because your parents are perfect. Not because your parents are always reasonable. But rather obeying your parents in everything because this pleases Jesus. This is what he wants for you. And even though it is oftentimes difficult to obey your parents, where they ask you to do things that you don't understand why you should be doing, obey your parents in everything because this pleases Jesus. And fathers, do not provoke your children. Again, this is not just when your children are being obedient and respectful, but even in the midst of their disobedience, even in the midst of their rebellion against you. Love your children. Do not provoke them. Do not lay such a, a heavy weight on them that they feel like they can never live up to your expectations. In the midst of your discipline and care and, and leadership of them, make sure that they know that they are loved. That they have a, a safe place with you. None of us, none of us can live up to these instructions that Paul is giving us. 
wives, wives can't always be submissive. Husbands are often arrogant. Children are regularly rebellious and disrespectful. And, and, and none of us is able to live up to this because we are all fallen humans. We struggle with sin and self-centeredness in our lives. If we were to try and, and do this on our own, I, I guarantee you, we would all fail. But when we do this within the context of that verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of Jesus Christ. When we are in a situation where we need to discipline our children, to have in the forefront of our minds, Lord Jesus, how do you want me to instruct my children in this situation? What is the best way that you would want me to lead and guide them and to discipline them in this situation? Wives, when you're in those times when your husband is asking you to do things that you don't agree with, to be able to say, Lord Jesus, how can I submit in the midst of this circumstance and situation? Husbands, to every day, every moment, be looking to Jesus as the source of your love for your wife and your children. To everything that you do, to ask for His strength to be able to put aside your needs and your wants. To be able to serve the needs of those that He has put within your, your hands to care for. When we are in that place, when we are doing everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. He leads us to submit. He leads us to love. He leads us to obey, and He leads us to discipline with love and correction. As I said, in some ways I see this Sunday as a divine appointment that this passage comes up because families are in such crisis right now. I really believe that God is, is calling out this congregation and, and, and I think even beyond that, the church as a whole, that this time in history is an opportunity for the church to have a profound impact on the lives of our community through our families. That as, as we interact with, with each other as husbands, as wives, as parents and children, that we follow this directive, that we would do that, we would be a loving husband, a submissive wife, an obedient child, in the name of Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father, that we would be a, a model, we would be an example of the difference that Jesus makes in a life. 
I'm absolutely convinced that ideas have consequences. And that bad ideas have victims. And we are seeing in our world, uh, we don't have to look at our world, we can look at our community. We can see the consequences that those bad ideas have in the lives of husbands, of wives, as children in our community. And if we were able to, to live out these instructions by following Jesus in everything that we do, we would show the difference that Jesus Christ can make in a life. Not only that, if we would look for opportunities outside of our family, that we can invest, that we can, that we can extend the love of Jesus into other families in our community, whether it would be through an organization like Safe Families, or, or maybe it's, it's knowing somebody that's in our own community, a child that's, that's in, in a difficult place, uh, parents that are having a real struggle with their, with their children. If there would be in a way that, that we could speak into that, that we could love and support and encourage those families, mentor those parents, befriend those children, to create a safe place for them where, where they would be respected and loved and served by, by another adult in their life. What a, what a difference that could make in this community. In, in some ways, it's getting harder and harder to have an effective Christian witness in the world today. But I think there is no better place for us to be positioned as the body of Christ than what we would be investing ourselves in the rebuilding of the idea of family. Of what it means to be a family, of what God's ideal is for families. I don't know what all that is going to look like, but I would invite you to join me in prayer in asking God to show us how we as Living Hope Community Church can offer hope to families in our community. How, how we as not only an organization, but as individuals, how you can rebuild families within our community to play a part, whatever that might look like. That we could be that light, that living hope that would shine clearly in this community. That would create an awakening where others would want to come and be a part of relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't know that there is any better opportunity, any more desperate need than that in this place. Let's pray together. Lord, it would be naive not to recognize the role that Christians have played in the breakdown of family. The way that we have, have jettisoned values and priorities 
that would build up and, and, and support families, that we've put those aside in order to try and be more relevant, to appear to be more loving. And yet, Lord, it has had such a destructive impact. We need your help, Lord. First of all, we need your help to work within our own families, to live out the reality of doing everything in the name of Jesus Christ. But Lord, we also need your help in, in knowing how we can reach out to our community to make a difference there, uh, to, to love families, to support families, to, to revision for people the power of a family that is built on your principles, on your love, on your character itself. Lord, would you be working in our hearts? Would you be opening up our minds? Would we be ready to hear the things that you are calling us to as individuals? The difference that we can make in another individual or family or, or, or one person's life. Lord, also that, that we as a congregation would be open to, to your leading of how we can love and support families in this community. To make a difference on redefining what it means to be a family so that it's shaped in your name, in your character. Lord, we need your help with that. We, we can't come up with those ideas on our own. We need you to supply us with the best path. And so I pray, Lord, that you would be working in our hearts, that we would have opportunities for conversation or we would talk about these things where we would brainstorm and that your spirit would be leading and guiding us and, and helping us to, uh, to work towards that, Lord. that your name would be glorified, that your church would be built, that your love would penetrate into this whole community, that we would see those people that are uh, desperate and lost come to new life in you. We will give you all of the glory and all of the praise and all of the honor as we see your kingdom continue to advance in this place. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lauren. For such a time as this, I was just thinking about that. Queen Esther. <laughs> <laughs>